Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the World of Ink Network. Founded in 2011 by Virginia Grenier and Marsha Cook, their vision was to start a radio show that helped writers reach their dreams. The World of Ink has a wonderful group of hosts who are dedicated to delivering shows to entertain and inspire listeners. The World of Ink Network shares resources that introduce tips, products, and services to help strengthen, support, and challenge those who love writing and the written word. Their hope is to bring not only authors, illustrators, and publishers together, but screenwriters, directors, and producers. New to the network will be a variety of special shows, bringing not only entertaining shows, but informative discussions on timely subjects. To learn more about us, go to www.worldofinknetwork.com or visit us on our Facebook and Twitter pages. Thank you for your support and enjoy the show. Good afternoon, everybody. Hi, it's Marcia Cook from the Good Stories of Good Story on the World of Ink Network. And uh, we have a great show today. Fran Lewis is on, and uh, it's going to be very interesting. I know Fran for a lot of years, so we have a lot to talk about. But before we begin the show, I just wanted to uh, reach out and say my condolences for all that happened in Nevada. It was just very sad. We uh, canceled the show last night because I just felt like, you know, we were all watching the news and trying to see what was going on. So today we're back, but uh, we are very, very sorry, and I um, hope this never happens again because it's quite disturbing and so sad. But um, right now we're going to have a show, and it'll be a good show, and Fran Lewis is here to explain a lot of things to us that um, are really important in the publishing world, but also her book, and uh, she's got many books on all times, but um, I happen to know a lot of the stories, but I'm going to let her explain everything to you. And then we'll anybody that wants to call in and ask a question, they could at 714-242-5259. Uh, I'm not seeing the chat room, but Fran can. So if there's anything, she'll let us know. Uh, Fran, hello. hello I'm Fran. here. I know, uh, we sure. talk all the time, so it's not you know, unusual to be hearing you. But uh, before we do anything, I want you to tell everybody what you do, and um, then we'll get into a conversation um, on all the things that are important. Go ahead. Well, uh, they tell me I'm a book reviewer. <laughs> and <laughs> you I are. Review, I've been reviewing books for quite a number of years. Um, my reviews are state standards rated and written. Um, they are honest and straightforward. I don't write negative reviews. If I feel a book is not worth three and a half, four stars, I won't review it. I will give the author a synopsis and a choice of my posting it with less than three stars on Amazon, which I would prefer not doing. My job is to spotlight your work, not to pan it. I can do right. showcases. I can do, I found out today, I'm excited. I did my very first press release. I really did a good job. I'm proud of it. Fran, um, I think you did, I think you've done others before. I think a long time ago you yeah. did a few. I've done a few Didn't press you? releases before. Yeah, I did the yes, one I mean, you're, so you're not new at all of this. I, you know, I mean, you're very experienced at what you do. So that I want to just get across there because I do talk about you a lot on the show. Yeah. You know, and you've been doing this for a long time. So, you know, 
you started something new, doing something, you know, programs for people and trying to help them out there. But you all, but you do so much out there, so it's not like your first time at doing any <laughs> no. of this. Okay, no, go ahead. I do, I do showcases and spotlights and book blasts for a whole bunch of different sites. Uh, Partners in Crime, which is doing my book tour, they started it on um, Sunday. And they're fantastic. Uh, there's RBT books, virtual tours. There's a whole lot of different places that ask me to review. Um, I also do um, a radio show. It's called Literary yes. Viewpoints with Fran Lewis. And For a I lot of years. How, a lot of years. I would say since I was on Red River. To yeah, eight years. Yeah. yeah, years ago. It seems like forever. But I it's think the best it's, forever, ever. It's eight years. Um, I think it's eight years for yeah, yeah, I do my radio show. I have my own magazine. After my sister who passed away, MJ Magazine is after Marsha Joyce. And the network is MJ Network after my sister who dared me to do my first book review, which was a cookbook, and I don't know how to cook. So it got quite humorous when I <laughs> did it. Yes, um, I've written six children's books, but I took the first three and put them into two different volumes. Uh, Bertha fights Bertha and Tilly forever, Bertha and Tilly sisters forever. My sister and I grew up in the South Bronx, and our antics are in there, and every story is true. My Faces Behind the Stone series tells the, uh, from the point of view of the dead body behind the gravestone. And it was an interesting, yeah, it's different, because if you did something wrong, I'm going to, you know, you get killed off, and you get to tell why you're dead. Yeah, and um, Hidden Truths and Lies was fun because my nephew Jake uh, wrote one of the stories with me about baseball. I'm currently writing another one, I hope, but this present book is called The Daughter's Promise. And for those of you that have uh, family members with dementia, Alzheimer's, not just because I wrote it, but because I think it's a great resource for those people that might need to do exactly what I did. I made a promise to my mother that I would never put her in a nursing home. But that doesn't mean that everyone in the world can do what I did. And it doesn't mean that putting a person in a facility is the wrong thing to do. But you have to do your research, and you have to be there every day. So this book is dedicated to the memory of Ruth, who I love, my mother, whose journey, if you read my book, you're going to hear it in my voice and in hers. And that's pretty much, I think, what I do. <laughs> Yeah, well, that, you know what, but, you know, because it really is important to, you know, I mean, a lot of people are very lucky and have not had people that have dementia yeah. or uh, Alzheimer's. I have had my grandmother and my aunt and years of suffering, mm-hmm. you know, um, for the family. And I've also had people with stroke and heart attack and things like that. So, I mean, that's one of the, I, I know how hard this is. And, um talking about your book and what you're telling people is, you know, and with your mother, you know, she knew it was coming. And mm-hmm. uh, it was a little more gradual. Some people it just happens. Like I'm with my aunt, it just happened. So she, she had time at least for you to prepare you that she, you know, was this was happening to her. So you saw it right before your very eyes. You know, uh, you have a close fa- you had a close family. And you knew yeah, from day was- to day what was happening. Well, I was sitting in the diner with her. I'm reading this from page five of my book. Having breakfast yeah. with my mom changed the course of my life forever. Hearing her tell me that she felt something within her mind and body was changing, and she couldn't remember certain dates, facts, or even places where she had been. As a matter of fact, what was really scary is that we were riding to the diner, and she forgot that she drove there. And she said, what do I do with the car? Mm-hmm. I said, it would help if you put it in a spot. You know, uh, I can't push yeah, it for you. Yeah. Yeah. And then we sat and had breakfast. And well, she and you don't me, drive, you and to... you don't drive, which would not have been a good thing. It would be a dangerous thing if I did, because yes. the road and I just don't agree. No, that's the only right. thing I can't do. Right. 
But that's why they invented car services. But you know, but you know, but hearing it coming from a yeah. person, I mean, like you didn't know what would follow, you know, until no, it really hit. I mean, you know, um, because a lot of times people say, "Oh, I can't remember this," or "I can't remember that," and they think they're, you know, they say, "Oh, it's Alzheimer's," but it, that's really not no. what it is. There's lots of different other signs that a person gets, but the reason you wrote the book is because you were going with it, going through it with her step by step, and so mm-hmm. you saw. What was going on? I, I, uh, she she told me uh, from that day on, I took out uh, pictures and ma- I had like a little first grade math book, second grade math books, and we would sit there and do word problems and number facts and pictures. And I would say to her, Ma, I messed up this this um, thing, this bo- this book, this photo album. Could you please put the pictures in the right place? But you got to tell me who everybody is because I'm not really sure, yeah. even though I knew who everybody was. And well, it kept her mind going. And yeah. um, even the for people that helped me at home. For as long as it could. Yeah. I mean, you know. It, cu- it helped. It. She, yeah. she was diagnosed in 2002. It got worse in 2003 after several surgeries and too much anesthesia. And the then anesthesia, um, yeah. by 2004, she said, I think I need some help at home. At which point, I, my sister and I and my brother had to confer. And we found a, hel- a home health agency that was a nightmare. Yeah. And we used them for a while. And it was costing me $350 a week, and it was only for three days, a couple hours, until finally, um, after going through five or six agencies, my friend in school told me that her daughter works for partner, for uh, VNS, and I work, went through Partners in Care. Uh, I don't know how they are now, but back then, they were See, I think the, the, the one thing is also, it does depend on what you know where you live and what the facilities yes. look like, and also where you can get health care and when you can get you know people to take care of ailing people you know and um every city does differ you know uh, but you just have to check things out it's really a hard thing to do, and most of the time I would assume which I know for a fact you have to check them out and be there because you have to see what they're doing. You know, well, you um, have to. Yeah, you do. You do because a because of sometimes the Alzheimer's patient, dementia, they're not going to say exactly what was wrong. You know, but you with your mother, you sensed something was wrong. Even well, you lived in the same building though, so yeah, I did. But yeah, but you know, basically helped. the agency um, when they send an aide, they don't always tell them that it's an Alzheimer's person. So yeah. and they don't know if I w- I have to give permission, and I'm saying you just tell everybody it is. Because if yeah. they're not certified and don't know how to handle somebody that goes through different mood changes, yeah. then yeah. forget it. I mean, and then when um, the first couple of aides from Partners in Care came, I mean, one girl says to me, do I have to make her food? I said, that would help. That's why you're here. Uh, yeah. She was gone the next day. Um, yeah. Another one came, and I thought she was Nurse Ratchet or a prison warden. And I, yeah, said, I said to her, you're, you're going to. I got rid of her, too, until I finally got um, Joan and Pat and uh, Joyce and Tessa and Getty and Laurel. They become and part of the Loretta. family. They become part of the family yeah, they are. because they you still, are with they, them they on a are. daily basis, right? Yeah, I mean, I I, I got up every morning at seven more six thirty because my sister would be witchy and she would call me at seven fifteen to say, yeah. did, "Did you give mom her medicine?" I go, "No, it's your turn. Yep. Aren't you coming in?" And mm-hmm. I would go down and I would say, "Okay, what does everybody want for breakfast?" And I would go out and buy yeah. everybody breakfast. And that my right. mother would be made, they would say to her, well, what do you want, Ruth? Because we weren't going to tell her what you're going to have. You're going to pick for yourself. Yeah. So that's what yeah. it kept her away. They had breakfast. I bought them lunch. When it was a holiday, my sister and I bought every one of the aides, all six of them, uh, gift cards. Because they yeah. became part of the family. And it's funny, because yeah. two weeks ago, I bumped into Joyce. And we had breakfast together. 
I, I think people forget that sometimes that they are part of the family, you know, because you're yeah. with them all the time, you know, watching and making, you know, not you're not on them every minute, but, you know, mm-hmm. you're there. You know, the one thing that I, like in my case with my mother when she had her stroke, you know, we had a couple people and then all of a sudden one of them just left. And so my sister was living at the time and so she was alive. And then so we said, oh, my God, what are we going to do? We have to find another person. We got really uptight. We were nervous. And then I said, you know what, I'm going to learn how to do this. So beside having a woman in the house, we, I, I learned how to give her a bath, I, you know, a shower. Mm-hmm. I, I did everything. I was medically, I, I am a lab tech, and I did things, but I never took care of anybody like that. But I learned. My sister, on the other hand, could not. You know, it was just, it's not for everybody, but I figured I just don't want to be at the point where one day somebody doesn't show up and, oh, my God, what? So, it, you know, you should know some things of what to do because in case sometimes they do walk out. You know, uh, just like that. For no yeah, reason. They do. You have to, you have to be very, very lucky. Uh, there was really no reason the one that walked out, and yeah. you know, I should have known because she was went yeah. to you know a, a store and she was buying suitcases, and I she had a lawsuit which I did not know uh, and that she didn't mm-hmm. win, and so she went back to Poland. But so I just had to learn everything. We did get women that were really wonderful, but I just felt like I never wanted to be in that position again where I didn't know what to do. You know, because yeah, well, it's not, you know, it's, it's hard. You don't know sometimes. You know, it's a lot of things that you have to learn. And in your book, you do say, you know, the change of clothes and what they need. And that's what people, That's those are the common things that they need to know. And you're not born knowing this. So in your book, you do say what kind of skills that, you know, you need people. If you're not going to do it, what they have to do. Because you're well, right, they, they don't always know it's Alzheimer's yeah. patient. No, but you have to understand that their behavior is unpredictable, yeah. and you have to be sensitive to the person. I mean, my mom, my mom said things that were awful. I mean, I would walk in, and she would say to me, you could leave now. The good one is here, meaning my sister. Yeah. And I, could, I said, oh, well, good. I'm going upstairs to watch right. television. Do you mind? I mean, yeah. and I would come down, and she would say to me, um, I don't like what you're wearing. And I go, well, do you have something in your closet I can borrow? <laughs> you have to have a sense. I mean, I won't even tell you. But one day she looked at me. She said, you know, you look like a streetwalker. I go, Ma, it's about time you got my profession. You know, it is true, though. You, have yeah. to, you do have to because, you, you know, you, don't, you, know, you, you need to write. You do because if you don't, it's, it'll be crying. I mean, you have to, you know, learn how to do things and that you've never done before, but you also have to, you know, have a sense of humor about you because otherwise it becomes mm-hmm. – it becomes very difficult, and you know, you know, my mother didn't have Alzheimer's, which was she had aphasia, which meant she could, and from a stroke, she couldn't say certain words. But then again, you can't always listen to doctors because they had said, oh, that my mother would not be able to speak, or or she could talk but never be able to say what she wanted, which didn't turn out to be the case because I really did work with her heart, and she used to say, do you know how old I am? I go, yes, I do, but I still, she says, I don't need to do this, and I go, yes, you do need to do this. So you, you tried for years to keep it where at least your mother could figure out what she needed to do, and then when it got worse, it got worse. But yeah, you had several years in between that. 
Yes, yeah, she had several... wanted the help at home, and then I yeah. and then she made me, which is the title of the book, and I have it in front of me. It says my daughter wanted my children to put me in a home, but my daughter, with the yeah. power of attorney being me, yeah. and my health yeah. proxy being me, would never allow it. And he now said it before my mom died. My doctor said, if not for you, she never would have made it all those years. I said, no kidding. And how many times? Well, that did is you the case. When she That's was in the true. hospital to yeah. to pull the plug, and I told you to pull your own. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, not, not I know. everybody. You know, could, I mean, you sometimes you have to go with your heart and feel like yeah. what is best. You know, what you can do and what is. But but there are some people that cannot do this. So, but you still no. like in your book, you do. You know, you have to. You were talking about the fact you have to check out the facility. You can't, and you have to be there. You have to. You know, you have to. It is your mother or father or sister or brother, whoever has dementia or Alzheimer's. You know, um, and I think a lot of people are not familiar. They have never had this. It's, it's a very horror, dementia, and it, it's. This was a person like your mother who knew everything uh, that she needed to know in her life and more. She was you know, very influential for you. I mean, she wanted you to read and be intelligent and made sure that you got good grades. So your mother had another life, and that's one of the things people have to realize, that whoever is in that position, they were had a regular life before. This isn't how they, you know, this isn't what they intended on their life to be, but what are you going to do? It happens. Well, that's just the other thing, too, because when she went to the hospital, um, you know, they didn't really know her. That well after a while, and I right, would say to her, right. I would tell them about her. I mean, yeah. my mother made me read ten books every week and take notes, which is explains yeah. why I remember everything I read. Yes, exactly. If she didn't like what I was wearing, and this is a true story, I came down one morning because I had a reading group at six at quarter to seven in the morning, and she said to me, "You're going upstairs to change." And I go, "Wait, wait a minute. Who made you so smart?" So all of a sudden, yeah. right. she said, yeah. "I don't like what you're wearing," and this is like in between when she was before she got really bad. And I said, I went up to change. She called my principal to tell her I was going to be late. Seriously. Wow. Yeah, and when I got wow. to school, my boss, she called me in and she said, if your mother doesn't like what you're wearing and you're my assistant, you think I'm going to let you stay here? I go, yes, yeah. ma. I, I didn't know yeah. whether to laugh or cry. But for those people that want to have an idea, the signs of Alzheimer's, it just creeps up on you. If you ever see you know, one of those memorial candles and how slowly the, fi- the flame goes out, until there's mm-hmm. nothing left but wax, that's Alzheimer's. So yeah. if your memory, of, if you forget memory loss of recent, especially of recent names, places, and other information, confusion of time and place, struggling to complete some familiar tasks such as brushing your teeth, finding yeah. the appropriate mm-hmm. words to say in a sentence, difficulties in judging situations, and changes in mood and personality. But let's say you put your keys on your dresser and then five minutes later you remember they're there. That happens. That's no big deal. Yeah, that's nothing. That's nothing. Because people then they tend to get upset that way. But, you know, and and they have a commercial on TV where, you know, they say just that, what you just said. They said, my father, they said, forgot how to brush his teeth. So, I mean, that was an indication of forgetting something that you do every day and not remembering what Mm -hmm. it even is. Not, you know, not one day you didn't yeah. brush your teeth. You know, it's fair. It's a really, it's devastating to the family and the person. And, but they don't mm-hmm. have anything that will prevent it yet. You know, which. No, there's, 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 there's no mm-hmm. cure. And once it's there, unfortunately yeah. it's there. And they gave her um, Aricep, which is nothing. 
and they gave did her the Did it work Mendo. at all? Did it, I didn't work at no. all, because mostly it No, doesn't. not at all. Yeah. Not really. They claimed it did, yeah. but it didn't. Uh, the Menda is stronger now, I think, but the yeah. Menda that they gave her then, I think it sort of pro- prolonged it a little bit. And then yeah. my doctor would say to me, you know, she doesn't need those. And just because I, they, she was taking them, I made her take it anyway. Because I didn't yeah. know if I stopped taking it, I would say, well, God forbid something happens and it's my fault that I didn't give it to her, that her mind is going to go. But yeah. so the funny thing is that till the day she died, I mean, this was hilarious. She knew who I was. She knew everybody. She might yeah. not know your name, but she knew everyone. And I walked in one day and I go, Ruthie, and she goes, shut up, be quiet. I mean, yeah. Yeah. she, 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 you know, and, and some people, you know, I know with my aunt, you know, I, she just looked at me and my aunt was so active. Oh my God. She'd walk miles mm-hmm. and miles and she was a nursery school teacher. She worked for the government and then she really went in a fast way. Her, it started mm-hmm. and it was so quick. I remember having her at my house and I said to my friend, that was there too, also some friends. And I said, this is what's happening to my aunt. And they go, okay. And then they couldn't believe that how fast it was happening in her case. But she mm-hmm. sat there for in the nursing home and she never, I would put my hand in for nothing, you know, and some people get it that way where they don't do anything. They don't, you know, mm-hmm. they're not um, talking. They're not anything, you know, in fact, in my aunt's case, she was sitting right next to somebody in a nursing home that was her very close friend. They never even said, they never spoke while they were there. They didn't know each other. And that was heartbreaking because they knew each other for all their life. I I went to about 20 of them before I made my decision. But you have to remember, like Marcia said before, every place is different. And I went to all the ones that were local near me, yeah. and I went to all the ones that were further away, and after I walked out of each one, I cried. Um, yeah. I think the worst one was when I went to one was about five, six blocks away from my house in the Bronx, and the lady was showing me around, and very indifferent. The place was, was dirty. It was dark. And yeah, she said, it's bad. I, I, I went yeah. into the room where they were, the game room, whatever they were talking, and the people were there. They were waiting to see a movie or something. And this mm-hmm. resident walked up to her to give her a hug, and she smacked her and punched her right in front of me. She pushed her away. And oh, I my said, God. I wouldn't let see, that, the dead I mean, that's heartbreaking. And, that and is, I reported you know, it. And yeah. that's true. I mean, but there are, yeah. I know in Illinois they have very strict rules now where they have to be clean. I know with my grandfather, that was not the case because years ago that was uh, – I hardly, you know, I remember it, but I just remember how bad it was there. And it's not like that in a lot of places in Illinois. You know, in the suburbs here, some of them are, are, listen, they are also very expensive too, but, you know, um, some of them are very clean. But then you're right, some of them are not. But years ago, they were horrible. And and there's there's rules now, you know, where they have to, the Department of Health comes in and, you know, but you're in New York, I'm in Illinois. It's different. There are different rules for a different state. Yeah, they're, 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 so a lot of the places were clean, but I went through the different wings. So there's the residents yeah, that put themselves yeah. there because they they want to be in an assisted living kind of thing. Yeah. Then they yeah. they take you to the first step of Alzheimer's. Then they take yeah. you to the next step. Then they take you to the final. And it is a nightmare. Those are difficult I mean, in this, to watch. My mom, my mom was cognizant, yeah. and she would not have been in the top. She would have been like, you know, with people, she would have been able to converse and whatever. Midway, right. And they, showed, right, they said that they locked them in their room. Um, then they had a group of really? people in wheelchairs, oh uh huh, really? wheelchairs wow. sitting there, 
and they looked like they were out of it. And then I went to another nursing home where the lady that was the the main person there, uh, there were 20 people lined up sitting and told to shut up, seriously. And they were sitting there, and they didn't move. They were, like, scared to death. They were waiting for a music program that never happened because I, I came there to see it. And they, she said, well, my mother, that's my mother. I said, that's your mother? I said, just what did you give it to So she not even, they weren't even awake. They're sitting there, and they had like yeah. two matrons in front of them. That these people are yeah, petrified. That's bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and this is what I saw. See, that's what's very sad, and that's place. why you know. I think when you know, like uh, you did, you wrote a book about it because you're writing for. Yeah. You know, you didn't just pick up some ideas and wrote it. You went through yeah. this, so I think it's really good when people read a book like that because. You know, even if you are your, you know, your parent or whoever is there, it could be in a yeah. nursing home. You still have to know certain things, how to treat them and whatever, because they're not the same person. And you can't be mad at them because they don't. Some of them do not. They don't know what's happening to them. You know, and you. Know, I remember some nurses. They sometimes they used to say they would go to some um, of the funerals because they wanted to. When they went to the funerals, they learned about the patient that they had just taken care of because, and they all had good lives and children and cooked and cleaned and worked, and they didn't get to see that part of them. So they would, you know, like to go to the funeral because then they could hear what people were talking about what the person was like because this was not the way they were born. They This happened to them. And, you know, you can't, so you can't get mad. I mean, I some people are very cruel to people when this mm-hmm. happens, and that's terrible because this is something that just happened. You know, and it could happen to anybody. Nobody knows who's going to get it and who isn't. Well, the truth of the matter is you're right because it doesn't discriminate. They don't right. care what race, religion, right. or anything Nothing. you want. And there are people that get it in their younger. 30s. Yeah, twenties. Yeah. There's early yeah. onset, and yeah. it is it. nothing. The sad part is there's nothing to stop it. But I did, um, and I'm going to email them. Send a copy of my book to two doctors that are um, one is looking for the cause, and the other yeah. one works for the Bronx Aging. They're two of yeah. world famous uh, doctors that are in this particular area. So that when my sister was in the hospital, or whatever, and I needed to use a name, I used their name because they're that, that's how well known they are. Um, and I gave, as a matter of fact, I gave it to my uh, dermatologist, and I gave it to my, I gave it to a lot of people. <laughs> you know, because nobody that, that, knows. That I mean, it. seriously, you know, this is, you know, anybody that yeah. has aging parents, or as you said before, not aging, this can happen to yeah. anybody, and you don't know when it's yeah. going to happen. And there are certain way things that you need to know, and it does help yeah. when you read a book about that somebody has gone through this before. Because you're writing it where they understand it. It's not a medical dictionary. It's not anything like that. It's no. just about your mother's feelings and yours and the way your mother knew this was happening to her at the beginning. And, you know, sometimes, you know, it was lucky that you got to talk to her about this because that's a good thing because you knew from the start. And she trusted yeah, exactly. you, Fran. So that's a good thing. Yeah, she did. To tell you. The, I, the... In, in the book is told in my voice and my mom's, yeah. and I yeah. kept a journal. And what's funny is that she went for occupational therapy at home, and the guy made her, you know, he wrote down stuff, and then she would tell me, I have to do this for homework, so you write it. And go like, Ma, yeah. I'm not doing your work. Yeah. I mean, give me. Yeah. I mean, she went for speech therapy, and that's how I got all these notes. And it, it's yeah. in her own words, and she, she you know, said and to right, me, she, but, it's sad. And, 
Yeah, I mean, you you were there from day one, and so that gives you the insight. You in like in your book, you say exactly when you talked about this, and as it progressed, you know, you were there the whole way. So I think that, um, you know, I I couldn't believe it was five. It's like five years already. There was this five no, years. My, no, my mom died in 2011 on March 7th at 9.30 in the morning. So it's, in it's, it's like seven, is, it, is it longer? So how long is it? Oh, she died in 2011. So it's seven. It's six, six years. It'll be yeah, six, six years. years she died. I mean, I knew uh, you at the time. Yeah, you know, yeah. so that's, I know how long it was because, you know, it just it seems like all these years go by so fast. It you seems know, like um, it seems like yesterday, and we were sitting there in the hospital room, and they were coming in uh, to see if she, they could take off the uh, trach or the breathing tube. And yeah. I walked out for two seconds. As a matter of fact, they had called me that night about nine o'clock. It was a snowstorm, and they told me to come to the hospital. And the uh, physician assistant that was working on her, um, I didn't like something that she said, so I kicked her out. She said, yeah. "My mother." Do- they were giving her blood, and they said she doesn't deserve blood. I said, you don't deserve a lot of things, and you don't want me to tell you what I think. And I they called my doctor at 4 o'clock in the they morning. They said that to you? Yeah. Just, what do you she, mean? Said, she said to me, oh, she's my, using my up mother the blood. didn't get the oh, transplant okay. fusion, she's going to die anyway. I said, well, I... I'll tell you what, you give her the blood anyway. I said, and if she dies, I know who to blame. Oh, and you know, I didn't mince my words, and I called my doctor for well, a morning. Well, we know that. <laughs> that we know. Yeah. That we know. Yeah, no, but I, look I, said, at, I, said, I mean, I you have to, you know, you spoke yeah. up, and, you know, and that's why the book is coming from your heart, but it's also something that you went through. You know, yeah, um, you know what? I found myself saying things that I couldn't believe. Yeah. I mean, my mom well, had. you know, I mean, yeah. it's a very hard, I, I, you're in a hard position. It's a terrible position. Well, you're speaking I thought, for that person. Yeah, well, try try dealing with Medicare, Medicaid, well, ENS, and partners I in care. A, I and, do know about that. You know, because yeah, so my mother, I, you know, it's very difficult, you know, and I think that any. Buddy, that when they write a book about this and explaining it, I think these are things that people don't tell them. You know, when you, if you call like a Medicare officer, one of those, they're not going to tell you these little tidbits here that you're saying because these are things that you know happen. They're just looking at the number there, you know, and what benefits or whatever they can offer. But you're looking at it, what really happened all the way down the line, and how and it well, is hard. Well, they, my mother had but 12 hours because I had a great nurse. So I got 12, the first 12 hours. But then the next 12 hours were $1,432 a week. Yes, exactly. it can be. For the, for the yeah. nights. And then finally, it was an awful thing, but it turned out to go in my favor. The aide left my mom on the street corner on August 13, 2005 in 105-degree weather. And then <sighs> when she comes upstairs and she said to me, I can't find her. I went into the store to buy something, and oh my mother wasn't there. I said, well, how could she not be there, genius? She was in a wheelchair. Some guy on the street found her, called 911, and took her to Einstein Hospital. Oh, my God. And I'm saying, and I had no idea who he was. So I See, stopped this is the, the whole thing. I, you know, I think people yeah, don't I, realize all of these scary. things. You know, yeah, yeah. I and think I, I so. I got to the hospital but, you know, finally, and she, you and said, she looked at me and you she said, said, it's about time you got here. Right? I was like, excuse me? <laughs> no, I mean, but you've given people an insight to, you know, yeah. what they need to know. And whether they want to put them, you know, or they nobody wants to put their parent in a home or they want to have, you know, people taking care of them. These are things that you don't, you know, life happens. You, It just, we don't know from day to day. And somebody could have an operation and then, 
as mm-hmm. you know, you know what happened in your stories. It just doesn't work out that well, or they have a a brain problem and they need, you know, they're younger and things happen and they they don't make it. So I mean, there's a lot of things that we don't want to think about, but sometimes we have to. It's it's it was it was scary. I mean. I had a, I walked in, I had to make a decision because I was teaching and I was doing reading and I was the dean and it was a hard decision, sort of, to decide after 36 years I'm not going to do this anymore. And yeah. the, the students in my school were hysterical crying. You can't yeah. leave, you're the only one that anybody listens to. They don't listen to anybody yeah. else. But you did, I, you I, made I, that choice. It, yeah, and now I know, you know, it's funny because they're all on Facebook. They're all on Facebook. And... I put my book out or I'll put my show out or they'll have a birthday and I'll say, this is, you know, Mrs. Lewis, whatever, happy birthday. And they'll say, it means more coming from you than anybody else because you made me learn to read. I go, yeah, didn't I? So, and, and I it think, makes you know, and good. I think yeah. I want, we didn't do this yet. I want tell everybody, where, because I want to talk about your other part of your career here that is, you know, that people <laughs> yeah. are wanting to hear about, but I want to, where they can get the book. You know, and you can get Kindle the book on and, and Am- paperback Amazon, Amazon paperback, Amazon Kindle, Barnes and Noble, Kobo Books, yeah. uh, Books a Million, anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. Yeah. I didn't realize it's even in Japan. I'm serious. It's on J- Amazon Japan. No, they are. Amazon, I China. mean, I don't think it's people everywhere. realize. They, I know that they it's, are. It's Google, They're all international. And and and, and, and if you Google um, uh, Daughter's Promise PDF, I guarantee you're going to be able to uh, download I, it somewhere. I'm going to see if somebody because, there's a call, there might be a caller here for you. Okay, and if it's you know as something should happen, just hang up. All right, so one second. If it's a nice person, okay. Yeah. We, hi, right it's Marcia. Did you have a question? Hello. Hi. Oh, maybe they don't. Oh, hello. Maybe they don't want to. They might not want to talk. Okay. If you if you have a question. And you want to talk? You could put it in the chat room and let us know, and then we can I'll ask the question. I'll answer it. Yeah. Yeah. Is I know. Any, I was anybody... on. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's a there's a guest there. I don't know. I was on um, a good uh, artist first two weeks ago with Maxine Thompson and the person mm-hmm. that ran the switchboard. I I was gave me quite a number of questions. I had no idea yeah. what they were going to ask. I had no idea. Right, you don't always know. I, right. I, I, yeah, but at ten at nine thirty at night, you know how how awake I know. I, I answered them. I know that. it was it was very You don't come on the night shows. <laughs> no, no, Fran doesn't do that. I know. As a matter of fact, um, for those people that want to know, I don't charge for book reviews. That's all I'll say. Okay, okay. Uh, let's. All right. Here's the other thing. Now, I, you know, people have heard me talk about you quite often. And we do talk about book reviews and things like that. And you've been doing this for years. And no, you do not charge for book reviews. You are no. doing other services for people, and that is a completely mm-hmm. different thing. But your book reviews are free. But you're right. busy. So it takes time because Fran is a speed yeah. reader, but she has so many people sending her books that it mm-hmm. takes time. You know, I'm always saying, are you sure you have to read all these books because your eyes, you know, I mean, mostly because you read, you will not read on a Kindle. You will read, you only read no. the book. So it is a strain mm-hmm. a lot of times on it, your eyes. It is. And sometimes I get involved with a book so great. Like today I finished two. It was a slow yeah. day. And I yeah. didn't, I didn't uh. want my eyes to bug out while I was doing this. Yeah. And I finished two books and I started four more. And that's my mother's fault. Seriously. Yeah. Yes, um, it is. <laughs> 
Yes. Yes, she did. <laughs> she was. She was. She was tough. True. You know, Hebrew lessons. Uh, but violin, your regimen. You have a. You have a routine, and you don't break it. Yeah. You you read the yeah. book, you get you make up the questions if you're going to have an interview with the person you do yeah. it right at that point and then you write and Fran's book reviews there's no doubt they are longer than others however it's like a synopsis and anybody that's an author or screenwriter knows there are so many times when you need a longer review because actually most of the time. If you're doing blogs, whatever, there's other things you want to put out rather than just one sentence or two because that is not enough. So you can take Fran's book review and synopsis part and use it in other ways, and that is so helpful to an author because I, I myself and a lot of authors do not like writing synopsises. And I've said on my show many times, you absolutely get what the person means. And I think, explain that, because mm-hmm. a lot of times people write a book and they don't know how to put it in the words exactly of what the book is about. So what would you have to say? How do they do that? Because people don't know how to do that. It's it's not easy. Um, right. When I read a book, and if you send me your book, it'll never be the same. I write in the book. I circle it, I underline yeah. And I write next to the sentence, use this, don't use that, delete that. Yes. Then I go yeah. back and I write the review. But then I look to see. My my a professor in college, when I went for my reading master, said, always look past what the print says. Go past what's on the page and find what the author is trying to say, the author's yeah. message. And teaching kids the main idea of what the author is trying to say, my kids know how to do it. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, I just read a book yesterday, and I'm saying to myself, okay, this character is dead, and he's coming alive, and they put him back to life again, and how the heck is he going to be doing this? And and then all of a sudden, I realized at the end, I said, oh, yeah, that's why he's there. That's why right. the man wrote the book, to teach this, us that there are second chances in life, and we have to appreciate it the way it right. is. It's hard. Right. It's that's not good. an easy thing. But you have to, you have to look past um you can't look at the back cover. You have to read the book and then say to yourself, if the if the character was speaking to me, what was he trying to tell me? Is the message that the author is trying to say? And right. it's it's a, yeah, it's it's not easy. I mean, I it isn't easy. It isn't easy because sometimes not. somebody writes a whole book and then you go like, all right, now what is this book about? And it, it's not a bad thing necessarily yeah. to finish, but you sometimes have to delve into it and really yeah. figure out what. What exactly happened? And, you know, sometimes you have to say, like, even with, you know, if, if you're trying to write a, a log line, which is something for a screenplay, just That's two hard, lines, yeah. You go, right, you go to, you have to say it out loud, say, okay, now, what is this book really about? Because you don't have time to sit there and write a whole page. You only can put in, like, you know, very few lines in a, in certain things so they don't allow it so you have to really know so you get a reader to and that's a, i think it's really difficult to do that it's not it's not easy but you know I, my mother used to make me read the books but i had to take notes and i had yeah. to have index cards and i had to write questions but, and, no, and, right. and i would have to yeah. write and then if i had to write a book report i never had a problem i was, yeah. it was right there and it was always in depth um but a lot of people don't do that, and it's very good if you do yeah, because do. you get, you yeah. you know, sometimes when you write things down, you know, people don't want to write anymore. They want to put everything on the computer. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when you write something, I find that it really sticks in your head, like, you know, more than if you're writing it on the computer. If I actually, like, if I have a list, if I write it down, 
I go like, oh, I won't forget it because I see that I wrote it. You know, and yeah. on the computer, it is different. So I think the fact that you give them that insight a lot of times into their own book, and or it could work the other way where they go like, you know what, that's really good. She knew what I wanted to say. She understood my book, and she read my book. And as we all know, which I have said over and over again, mm-hmm. people are writing reviews when they don't read a book, and it drives you and I both crazy when we talk about this a lot because it's yeah. so unfair especially when they give a bad review and they didn't read the book. This is horrible. I, I, I love opinion? when they write. You, yeah, you know, I know this, you have an opinion, this, so what is it? Go ahead. I, well, I've read, I, you know, I very rarely read what people write, but when they do, and they write something like, oh, this book is the best book I've ever read. Why? Why? <laughs> um, well, my mother told me that to read it, so I read it too. Or I, got, yeah. I have a couple of them uh, with a famous author, I won't say who, this is the worst book. It makes no sense, and they're lying. Um, yeah. This book has no no content, and I was bored mm-hmm. reading it, so I didn't finish reading it. Yeah. Um, this author doesn't know what they're talking about, and I'm yeah. giving the book one star because I couldn't get through the book. Well, how do you review a book that you read the first page and didn't get get through the book? Um, and just don't review it. On, just don't, don't yeah, even bother reviewing it. Yeah. There's an author on Facebook a couple of weeks ago. I won't say who. And he said that he got some really bad reviews. And he admitted that the book wasn't edited perfectly, but I ignore that. Okay. Because uh, if a couple of mistakes like that, I just go, I don't even care. It doesn't bother me. You just me. move on. Right, and right. I read the book. I said to him on Facebook, I challenge you to send me the book. I'll tell you, don't worry about it. If I think that mm-hmm. your book is really bad and I think that you need to fix it, I'm going crit- to give you an editorial review for free, and I'm going to tell you what to do mm-hmm. to make this better. And then I sat down and read the book, and I understood why people didn't like it, because he didn't quite get what he was trying to say. It was about a young man that was bullied all his life, and how he might have gone about it in a very unusual way to prove to the world that he wasn't going to get picked on anymore. And he formed a club, and what happened to his friends in the club, it was sad. But by the end of the book, I said, he wrote this book to prove to people that he was bullied, he had anxiety attacks, and that he wanted people to know that they could fight back and speak up for themselves and don't take yeah. it. And, and I was right. And did you like, see this new show? I don't know. Did you see the new show? I haven't watched television in uh, so long. I don't even know what it looks know. like. But it's The Good Doctor. It's about a young boy. He's a young, yeah, very young, that. and he's a doctor. I, yeah. I, you know what? I, I loved it. I thought, oh, my God. It was, I, I mean, I really liked it because, you know, he was bullied. So, you know, and he's a really good doctor. He has autism, but he's so smart, and he's thorough, mm-hmm. and he's fighting within himself because he knows he wants to tell people the truth, but they're telling him to lie a lot of times. Tell and me about it. You know, right, no, right, and he's, you know, he's a young kid, young guy, and he's he's beside himself because he's fighting within himself, but you, they show the backflash of it, and you're really watching this, and you're watching him make the decisions that he needs to make, but like you said, bullying, I mean, you, were, you wrote a lot of books about that, you know, with your other books, you know, with mm-hmm. bullying, and it's really a subject that, People don't talk about, they talk about it, but not enough, because you and I both know, if you go on Facebook and Twitter, whatever, well, not Twitter as much, Facebook. Facebook, I think, they really destroy each other on there. They have fights with each other, and, you know, they don't even really know each other. And it's, and it's like they're five years old. 
Yeah, they enjoy they enjoy telling each other off. But you know, there are schools, and I'm reading a book called The Mean by um by Long, and it's yeah. about high schools. I'm getting bullying. Um, yeah. My nephew's high school has a no tolerance for violence. So the minute there is something, you get suspended. You get sent home. Not yeah. every school has it. But the saddest part was um, two days ago I, hear, I watched the news and my public school where I went to school, in elementary school, mm-hmm. I went to school in the South Bronx on Mohegan Avenue, Pier 67. Pier 67 is now a high school, and there was a murder. There was a stabbing. Uh, and I cried. I cried because yeah. it wasn't the best school. I mean, it was in the South Bronx. It was tough. Yeah. But the principal, uh, both of them back then, they wouldn't tolerate that. And there's no metal detectors in the school. And how do yeah. you have a school, a high school in New York City, without metal detectors? Really? Well, um, this is a, this yeah, is a whole that's I a mean, whole different discussion, and that's true. Yeah. You know, and the the fact is, you know, uh, bullying. It, there always is going to be bullying, unfortunately, and it's a shame. But because you know, some kids don't even tell their parents or you know the principal. They're, they're afraid, afraid they get you know that right. Yeah, you know, afraid. and it's sad. Yeah, but they. The, but the thing is, their whole life they go through their whole life with these memories, and every move they make, it's always in back of them of how they got bullied, and it doesn't. They, you can't get rid of that. I don't think people ever get rid of what people said to them when they were young, you know, I, I, or you, older, you, you but don't. I mean, it's certainly in school. You don't. My sixth grade teacher knew I was extremely smart, and I had perfect, perfect grades, but my aunt was a teacher in the school. Yeah. And there was a contest, a writing contest, and I won the contest for the school. And she said, I'm not sending it in because your aunt helped you yeah. write it. I go, excuse me, and it was the first time I ever spoke up. Yeah. I said, I wrote this composition in class, did not know that I was writing it, and obviously I must have a brain and write it. And I've yeah. never, ever, ever spoken out to a teacher because I wasn't going to take it. The class turned around and said to her, she deserves to win because she's great. No, her aunt helped her, and I won't repeat what I said and walked out of the room. I never got in trouble, ever. But, and you I know, you wrote that in your book also and with your mother's story, you know, yeah. with in your other in your book. Uh, yeah, it's in you birth wrote of that you back. never, you didn't really ever get in trouble. No, Which I, I, is amazing. I, no, I. There were bullies in my school, and you know, at that time I weighed like two hundred pounds. I was huge, and um, nobody messed with this girl, and I never realized that I could be tough until I got into junior high school, and yeah. the school was tough, and the kids were different, and I just, I just didn't put up with it. I just wouldn't take it. And I became, you know, my own person. You don't forget but, things like that. I mean, you know, those no. kind of things stay with you your whole life, you know. I yeah. mean, you know, I know like, you know, because I was heavier also in school, and I remember certain things people did, and you still, to this day, you remember them. It, You know, now yeah. I'm not, in it, I'm not, but it doesn't matter to me. It's still in your head. And it does, it does matter sometimes because it sticks in your brain. And sometimes, but now people are really cruel to each other. I mean, not just about yeah, weight, are. but I mean on other things. And it's it's sad, you know, and in some ways I'm glad that we didn't have that, you know, the Facebook and Twitter and things like that years ago because I think it's probably something that a lot of these kids are going to have the rest of their lives in their mind. People are criticizing and saying things, and certainly some of these people, they don't even know each other, and they'll never meet. Yeah, the sad part is that they, they're cyberbullying. But yeah. I'll tell you, it wasn't the kids that bullied. It was the it was the teachers, some of the teachers. Yeah. 
the yeah. teacher. And she said she was just, you know, my aunt was a teacher in the school, and she wanted yeah. the top class. She did get the top class. She had the music class. She had me. I was in the music yeah. class. And she wanted, she resented that my aunt um, was up for assistant principal or whatever. And it, did, it didn't matter. As a matter of fact, my happiest two days of school were the days she was absent. I was really so glad. Do you, think, do you think these younger kids that are bullies turn out to be adults that are bullies? Are those yeah. some of the people matter, that you think? Yeah. yeah. As a matter of yeah. fact, I mean, I dealt with child abuse from parents yes. that abuse their kids, and their same kids will go up to do this, the same thing in some cases. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, as, a, as an educator, till this day, I mean, if I see something I don't like, I'm going to say something. Yeah. And I, yeah. I reported cases of verbal abuse, bullying. Yeah, um, yeah verbal I think abuse is, is yeah. a horrible thing. Yeah. And kids are good at it. Yes. I was even better at it. But there was a kid that said something, and I said, I want you to look at your face in the mirror. I want you to look at his face in the mirror. And I want you to think about what you said. And yeah. I want you to think about how it made this person feel. Look at his face. And they looked, the person turned around and said, I'm sorry. I was wrong. I said, how would you feel if he says it right back to you? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't put up, I didn't, I wouldn't put up with it. Um, and as the dean, I put up with even less. But in my class, never. And I taught the toughest kids in the school. I had all the ones that nobody else wanted. And I, I learned, you know what? I'm not going to tolerate it. As the dean, I'll never forget it. Two boys came up, right. and they were going to kill each other. And I go, one knee went on one kid, one on the other. And I, right. and I go, like, I dare you to break, 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 break my hold. And they didn't. Yeah. They couldn't. And I right. called their parents, and one kid said to his mother, if she didn't hold me back, I probably would have killed the kid, and she prevented me from doing that. So the mother said, whatever you did was right. Because as the dean, unfortunately, I had to break up fights. And I was lucky so that there were people in my books, school. I mean, even, you know, even yeah. in your other books, I mean, you know, yeah. Beyond the Grave, all of, all of your other stories, you do have a point to writing whatever you've written. So, I mean, yeah. you just, you know... Um, have you ever thought, which I, I know, but I think it would be maybe good idea to write something lighter? I'd wonder, I'd like to see you write something light. I wonder how it would be. I, I attempted to do it, but it just because you are funny I, at the I same a, time. I have a story you know. that I wrote, and I've never published it in a book. It's called "Dating Can Be Dangerous" by Henrietta right. Jones. Okay, you <laughs> and, should. Um, I mean, you should I, probably put it out because it would be nice. You I know, might put it. I might put it in the my looser side. <laughs> I may put it in, the, side in my next Fran Lewis. Lewis. I might. I might put it in the next in the next Faces book if I ever finish. So are you looking? It. Well, let's talk about your magazine before I don't want to forget everything. You know, and I hope I yeah. have you on again soon. But okay, so your magazine. Do you want? Are you looking for um, contributors at this time, or I'm going to start looking for contributors. Believe it or not, for MJ11 oh, um, in November, and I would like different types of articles. Um, speak out on whatever uh-huh. makes you happy, as yeah. long as you keep it clean. I don't care. Yeah, um, right. I would love to know what people think about this thing with the football players kneeling yeah. or standing. I would yeah. love to know what people think about that. I'm not going to give you my opinion. Everybody's right. entitled to their own, but okay. Um, well, that, I would that like is to an know opinion what, when you say that. Right, it's freedom of the press. We all believe that because we're authors. Yes. You freedom know, of it's the whatever press, they but, write. But, you know, that's but, an interesting yeah. thing to put in. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Yeah. I, I have my own viewpoint, um, a yep. viewpoint on uh, our new president and what yep. you think about some of the things that he's doing or what you think about any other 
you know, politician that we're doing. Yep. Um, you can write about, yes, we write about Alzheimer's. If you have yep. an issue that you want to write about, autism, my nephew yep. is autistic, and he's yep. you would never know it. Uh, well, I think, you, you know, a, as you know, you know, because it's a much, you know, it's, there, it's the parameter is different yeah. now in autism. So, yeah. you know, there's and then so if many you different have, types. Yeah. If you wrote a book review, if you wrote a short story, if you wrote a poem, um, one of two of the late women that who work in my endos and throat doctors, I don't need to go anymore. Um, yeah. One son writes my poem, writes poems by Christopher Hart. Uh, one of the guys in FedEx wrote poems for this last edition, Lawrence. Well, Bosco. that's nice. You know, it's very nice because you're, you're putting people out there, you know. Yeah. And um, it's very nice to see something in print that you've written. So I think that it makes a lot of people happy to do that. So yeah, uh, and like how can they reach readers. you for that? How, If they want to contribute, how would they find you for that? They could they, uh, they private message me on Facebook. I'm there. And or you, you can, can always, or they can always ask World of Ink me. They can always ask me, you know, World or Virginia, and I'll get it to Fran, and I'll get it to you. Yeah, get it to yeah. me. But yeah, the easiest way is to private message me in Facebook, and if you tell me what you want to write about or your article, um, I will tell you how to send me the information. Um, if it's not perfectly edited, don't worry about it. That's why I have Maxine. Yeah. Uh, she she does it, and, and that's why I have me to to do it. I would love some articles on fashion. Okay. I like to have articles on um, how kids feel about uniforms in school, or how they feel yeah. about the dress code, or maybe some of them didn't, don't worry about the dress code. Right. Um, well, I think they, you know, uh, in some places I know in Chicago, I've heard sometimes they loosen it, they're loosening it, and some are tightening now. So it's you know it's really up in the air. It depends on what school it is and the principal's decision on what. They feel yeah. like having that's an interesting thing to have as an article to see what people are doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious schools. to know what what people think about Common yeah. Core math. My my niece um, had a pro, um, math problem math problems the other day, and she uh, texted me a picture of the math problems, and she was impressed because she said she was the only one that got it right because I helped her do it. Well, you know, like, you, know, okay. you know, you can't blame parents because yeah, they don't that, really know how easy. to do this. You know, it's not. You yeah, know, not, I mean, a easy. lot of this new math is not really. Yeah. What anybody learned, so you know, you you can't you help your child. Know, you wouldn't need this. You wouldn't need what she learned. You would have, you would do a different way. And yeah. I read it. I'm going like uh, Penelope. You read the first one right, but you read the rest of them wrong. Yeah. And she's really smart. And she said, "You think you'd help me?" I go, "Not to worry." And then all yeah. of a sudden, I put after I gave her the answers, I put the question one of the questions in the search box. I found the page that the teacher got teacher had and I found the answers that I'm saying well that's pretty good because okay. my answers were right this is one okay. thing I, I don't want to forget that for, to ask you because I think people would like to know this okay so I have a book and I'm done with it and um I'll get some reviews whatever but what what do you think they need besides I mean because a lot of people are asking me what they need to do and how many book tours and what should they do? And not everything is going to make them sell books. But what would, is your advice on what they should do in, for the immediate, if they're, certainly when they're independently publishing, what do they need to do that will really help them, maybe not sell books, but get out there? Well, you have to get credible people to review your books. And if you don't want you know, me to do it or I can't do it or you have a you know, print copy, that's fine. Um, you can go on the yellow pages of book reviewers, of which I am yeah. in there. Um, you can you know, pick the people that you want to review your book and then decide 
you know, whether you want them to review it. Uh, you want people that are credible. You want to read their reviews. Well, you want to see pro- what they write. Like you read all different types of books, but, you know, a lot of Only times people, you know, and, and, and if you don't, right, and, right, and you make that clear, okay? And so the fact is mean, that's important that somebody reads yeah. That somebody isn't giving you a review that doesn't like the genre that you're writing in. Exactly. I read. I love nonfiction. I love memoir. I love true crime. I love mystery thriller. I hate self help. I only very okay. rarely do I take those. It depends on whether there's a certain message. Like um, Pastor Michael, who's on uh, Facebook, is a mm-hmm. close friend of my niece, and I read some of his books. Um, about his life as a pastor and other things, and he knows that I'm not a Christian, but I did do the reviews and the books well, were right. very helpful. Well, you know, and like I was they were excellent. Have on, I, I was having yeah. right Sam Oliver on, which he's a very yeah. calming individual. I was having that was the show yesterday supposed to be, but he'll be on again about stress. He's a minister. You don't have have to be yeah. a certain religion to be able no. to listen to people that are spiritual and try to get people on the same page, you know, to try, yeah. because people are very stressed out. So I'm going to have Sam on really soon because I think that, you know, like you're saying, it doesn't matter what religion you are. It just matters the message out there, you know, and well, people are meeting. Well, maybe you do something about this thing that had happened in Las Vegas and how people should handle it. Or maybe well, right. people, I, I just you know, felt yesterday was kind of not thing, the yeah. time. Right, right. We no, have to, we, no. you know, you have to digest this a little because it's a very difficult, you know. And I happen to see a lot of people on Facebook that I know that have had people there uh, in yeah. Nevada and are having surgery. You know, it's serious. I mean, it's just not like one surgery. There's a surgery for people are having two surgeries. They can't get some of the bullets, fragments out. So, I mean, yes, I think in time we are definitely going to need to have some people on talking about these things because this is hard to, you know, here they are, these young people. Let's just say they went to homecoming. They're, you know, 17, 16, all of a sudden they went to a concert, and then that's the end. I mean, so it's like it's it's so severe what had happened of all age groups that I think, right, I'm going to have mine again. And you're right. I think that that's one of the times things people need. Yeah. So you like those books, which is a good, I mean, it, they, because it does help people. Sometimes you need to have some soothing words. Yeah. Well, another thing besides book reviews, of course, you know, it depends on who does your review. Um, yeah. I'm doing my book tour with, with Partners in Crime, which is also Providence Books. Uh, they're fantastic. Number one, if a, if a reviewer or an author signs up to do to be part of the book blast or one month tour, two week tour, two month tour, and yeah. they don't uh, they don't put the showcase on their website and they don't put it on Facebook and they don't whatever, they will have a fit and they will follow up. Um, book blasts are cheap; they're not expensive. Um, they're $125 from them. And you get 15 bloggers and a showcase and a giveaway, and the showcase might, you know, be unlimited. Yeah, I think that this is what people need. Okay, like you yeah, I know before. how to do those, okay. by the way. Don't write. Don't, like you're saying that people shouldn't pay for reviews or whatever, but they do have to pay for certain services because yeah. when we started out years ago, well, I started 20 years ago, but when we started having shows, you know, everybody's saying don't pay for this, don't pay for that, but now I, they need to because you can't – the people – you know, except for book reviews that you don't that you don't always pay for, you need some services yeah. also. But you do have to pay people sometimes. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just and, the way it is. Yeah, you need interviews. 
uh, online interviews, yeah. which I'm gonna, which mine is on there for. I do. I just promise I have um, yeah. a showcase that an author did, and the showcase includes a, an excerpt of the book, a synopsis of the book, the book cover, the author's bio, the author's photo, um, and something about the, the book. Uh, it, it and a giveaway. Uh, the show, there's book blast, like I said, and guest posts. Yeah. And then you're going to do some services, and I'll put, I'll put them on Michigan Avenue Media, uh, yeah. you know, soon. And we, you know, the services that you offer, because you know, you have to. Yeah. Like I feel like people are asking me a lot of times, and there are people that I've used, Virginia used, and we would not use. So you know, when I I'm saying someone like Fran, or when Kelly does my Kelly Abel does some, you know, banners for me, or Jennifer. Malone, I mean, I, these are people I've tried, you know, and the people that I didn't like what they did, I'm not going to say who they are, but I just don't use them and I don't, you know, push mm-hmm. them out there, you know, as far as for you to use. Because, and we're very, you and I are both very careful about who we tell people to use because it matters. Yeah, when I, when I did the showcase, you did the showcase today. Now, if you pay somebody to do a showcase or whatever they're paying yeah. them to do. Yeah. You take that showcase and you put it on your Facebook wall. You put it on yeah. your blog. Yeah. You put it on yeah. LinkedIn. You put it everywhere and let everybody know. So if yeah. I did a showcase for someone, like they're doing mine, um, I, I put it out. And then Cheryl or Wendy or Gina, will they'll, they'll like it or they'll say, this is great. Or they'll put it out again. And then they'll, uh, my publishing company, um, Edit Prose, is phenomenal. And they did this book for me. And every so often on Facebook, they'll put out a, a hint for a review or they'll put out, you know, this is the reason why she wrote the book. And I'll comment. If you're right, going to and, and, and I'm you using need to right, comment I, on it, yeah. Right, and I use Deadly Reads. They, they, they're helping me with my tweets. You know, I, I'm writing right now. I'm finishing another book. And, I mean, it does, you know, I, I watch everything that goes out there and I post a lot myself but you know sometimes you need a little extra help because you're busy doing mm-hmm. other things i mean in your case you're you're reading all the time so i mean you know we we're yeah. only human we cannot do a million things and so now if you find the right people that can help you to get your name it, it doesn't always mean you're going to sell a ton of books that it's just putting you out you know because friend let's face it you and i we've been doing shows for eight years and when you're on blog talk radio the you know google picks that up fast and because of red river you know we haven't done this for eight years so i mean this is where you get picked up so it takes time for a person if they're just starting out there to get their name out there but they definitely need to use some of these services you know yeah, and you need you need, you need yeah. even as simple as a showcase which is not yeah. really that expensive right and then um you, you you the person that's doing it for you could decide well i'm going to tweet this out for you every single week i'm going to double one one a day i'm going to put it on twitter i'm going to put it on my facebook i'm going to put it out here here um this blurdy this stumble upon and this scoop it which is really good also you can belong to all these social medias but i find that lately uh, LinkedIn is fantastic because everybody's bothering me to read books or whatever. No, I know because LinkedIn, um, real, you know what, I didn't like it, but there's so many people on LinkedIn now, and they're actually asking to, you know, they're connecting, you know, in a good I got, way. I got almost 3,000, and I'm going like, yeah, huh? you know, and, um, you know. Yeah, and I won't take everybody. <clears throat> You've got to be careful right. because yeah. if it's somebody that's not an author, I mean, one was the other day, they said, oh, everybody loves her. She's cute. I, I did not connect. 
Um, yeah, if it's somebody that I, I can't read the person's name, and I click on their bio, and, they, and they're not an author, they're not a, a professor, they're not somebody, I'm not going to connect with them. I'll just say I don't know the person. Um, right. I get that on Facebook, too. You've got oh, to yeah. be you careful have to, you have, you who you connect with. Right, yeah. right. I know. I know. I'm watching, too, now. I mean, because, you know, As a matter of fact, I read, um, it can be, I read a book called today, The Donation Man by an author, and I'm saying, okay, what is the purpose of this book? Well, if somebody calls you on the phone, and asks for a donation, and doesn't tell you what organization they're with, it's a scam. Um, If they say to you, I'm going to meet you, you're going to give me the $200 or $10, and you can't mail it, but I'm going to meet you, I mean, duh, think about it. I know, but, you know, but people, you know what, you know, sometimes people, you know, we all do things and we don't think sometimes. So, I mean, that's a good idea for somebody to do for a book. Yeah, my mother not think. Yeah. (laughs) She didn't let me not think. What can I say? I know. That's who you are. That's how we are who we yeah. are. My well, well, for those, for those you can't pick your relatives, so I guess we get what yeah. we get. All right, Fran, thank you so much for coming on. And, You're very uh, welcome. I hope you come on again. And, you know, I mean, I there will. are lots of questions people have, but if you have any questions and you want me to, you know, direct you to Fran or whatever, just let me know. Uh, I'll put some things out for Michigan Avenue soon, you know, but usually on World of Ink, we talk about things, and uh, these are people that are reputable and that I use Mm -hmm. for things. You know, I don't want, I'm not sending people anywhere that I don't know who they are, because I I guess I'm not doing. And you don't do that either, so neither of us do. We've never done that, and Virginia doesn't do it. So, you know, that's a good thing. And, um, the next show I have I, next week, I'm trying. I'll probably I'm going to see if Sam Oliver can come on. Also, Mikey Brooks will be on. He's an illustrator and an author, and he's really good. He's done some of my illustrations. So, and Fran, when is your show? What's your next show? Tomorrow. I just got okay. a Okay, who's on it? I am who's so on? excited. Uh, New York on? Times author J. A. Okay. Dance is going okay. to be her um, A. J. P. Beaumont series, Proof of Life. You got to read this book. It's fantastic. And if there's anybody out there that wants to read A Daughter's Promise, let me know. Yeah. And Um, what time? What time is your show tomorrow? Ten ten a.m. Eastern is when the author wanted to do the show, and I'm excited that that she wants to do it. And I've got um, two next week. One is a self-help book, and it's called The Ula Women That Are Wonderful. And that's yeah. on October 12th. <laughs> and on the 10th is uh, Mary Levinson, a.k.a. Allison Brooke, A Death Overdue. And her writing is hilarious. It's fun. And um, it's kind of dangerous. So you've got a lot library. going on. Fran always has a lot got, going on. Yeah, like, we do a world of ink. You know, we're all busy, you know. But I thank you so much for coming on. And books to review. And, and I certainly hope... I certainly hope by next week everything will be straightened out, and hopefully there'll be nothing bad happening. And um, yeah, oh, just you know, and it will, you know, I, I just hope there's not any more people that are hurt. So I mean, they had too many as it is. So um, it's kind of sad, but you know, I hope we, you know, and things like this, we all try to. That's why we have shows because we want to continue on our life, but not forgetting everything, but trying to make other people think of other things. Because it's hard not to think of all these things. I mean, it's on my mind all the time. Certainly, this Nevada thing has been on everybody's mind. It's just yeah, I might ask anybody could have been there. This is I know. I might ask somebody that that's close to me in law enforcement. I have to ask him when this is wait, you know, slows down. If he wants to do a show about it, because he's very into it. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 been difficult for a lot of people. Yeah. All right. 
So thank you so much again. And I, I'm used to saying good night, but I'm not. It's good afternoon. Well, it's nighttime almost. Good afternoon. Somewhere. Okay, everybody. <laughs> bye. All right, thanks again, Fran. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye-bye.